0: When it's not a party, we will party hard. And welcome to the return of that sports show. Not just any sports show, not this sports show, but that sports show. I'm your host, Jeremy The Impact York. Want to welcome you guys in. I know it has been a minute. Thanks for all the questions, comments, suggestions, all the things you guys have sent. I told you guys the show would be coming back. I had to square some stuff away, but we are back. For those new to the show first off welcome and even if we need a little refresher on the show that sports show is impact media's weekly show all about uh pretty much anything that's not mma pro wrestling or hockey which is what uh, our other shows cover uh today we're going to talk a little nascar we're going to talk some f1 some braves some united uh, we really try to hit the Atlanta market on top of a lot of national topics. Uh, rugby ATL, their season wrap, and, uh, and a fun activity that happened the other day that I will talk about that I got to participate in was very excited for. Outcome, not so much. Uh, and of course, uh, we'll start it off with some NFL. But before we do that, I want to tell you how to be a part of this show. You can email the show 3endzone at gmail.com that is the number 3 E-N-D-Z-O-N-E at gmail.com you can search for us on Facebook Impact Media That Sports Show those are some fun topics you should be able to uh, find us by those keywords You can, if you're a person who likes to just click a link and listen to a show we appreciate you all the same you can go to our Twitter account, at Team Impact Media, and uh, click on the show and listen just as many times as you want. There is no cap in that. And, of course, if you would like to follow me for show-related things and uh, non-show-related things, uh, fun activities that uh, uh, and fun things that I just think you guys might enjoy. We're always uh, trying to promote things that we cover, and, uh, you know, sometimes, maybe, uh, You know maybe you're a fan of this show and you like MMA and you didn't realize we did an MMA show where last Friday was week three of the PFL being in town of course we were all over that so there's a lot of things I posted about that Uh, and just like I said uh, sometimes just uh, some random fun things we get into we're gonna have uh, a little bit of fun I wouldn't really call it downtime because we stay busy but we're gonna have some time Before college football season kicks off and we bring back two shows from last year and debut a brand new show. There will be uh, an announcement coming shortly about all of that. But yeah, just follow us or follow me at The Impact 99 on Twitter, Triller, TikTok and Instagram. Uh, I've been making a lot of new friends here lately at all the events we go to so you get to see some of their fun content as well. And, of course, you can find that sports show anywhere you find a podcast, including Podcast One, Spotify, and the iTunes Store. And I promise you, it is in all three of those places. I found this, uh, I found uh, our Impact Media shows just at all three just earlier today. Uh, other than that, we appreciate you uh, just bearing with us, and uh, I promise that... You will hear these shows each and at least once a week. At least once a week. I know this is uh, the start of a week on a Monday, but you will hear the next that sports show later this week. I promise. Uh, but wanted to get to some content and get to some things so uh, that we could uh, get to know each other again. So let's do that. Let's start with the NFL. Here's some top headlines from the NFL. Uh, obviously. DeAndre Hopkins has become a free agent in the last couple weeks. It seems that he has narrowed his search to possibly the Patriots, the Dolphins, or the Jets. Patriots, the Dolphins, or the Jets. Is that because the Bills already have Stefan Diggs? Because it seems like Diggs is possibly on his way out there, so and D hop maybe slide into that I kind of thought he'd maybe go back to Houston and pair up with pair up with them but seems to me that he kind of favors I think he favors I mean that's, that's a loaded division for one but he seems to favor people with uh, good opportunities and you know for him as a as a player but also as part of a team that has a chance to run make a run you know um, I could see him fitting in with the Patriots, although between those teams there, if I was him, I think I would consider, if you're doing it just for the quarterback, then you, you got to think Aaron Rodgers with the Jets, but I mean, how long is he going to be there? Uh, if you're talking about the Dolphins, you've got Tua Targa-Vailoa, that's not a bad option either. Tua can throw it. You would have to get used to the left-handed throw, but if I'm not mistaken, D-Hop likes to line up on the left side of the field. So uh could be a good pairing. But we will see in the next I think within the next week we will have an idea where uh, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be. So we're on Hopkins watch. Uh Minnesota released Dalvin Cook. Like I said a couple of these maybe a few weeks old, but I want to hit on them for different reasons. For one, neither one of these players including Dalvin Cook have found their new team. Selfishly, for people who don't know or for some of you who need a refresher I have been a lifelong Cowboys fan I know bless my heart that's my little heart uh, quite large heart actually but uh, I would like to see him with a star on the side of his helmet to pair with Tony Pollard I think that would be a great mix that's actually a good spot for him I would say but you know he's looking at some other teams as well Um I'm sure the Patriots are in the mix. There's there's a couple in the mix. One team that is not in the mix is the Atlanta Falcons, because he doesn't really fit. I mean, he's great. He's a great player. He doesn't really fit the narrative of what they're going for, and they are four or five deep and young running talent. Uh, he is coming off of an injury. I don't think it's it, it's like a rotator cuff or something. It's like a arm injury, I thought, or shoulder. I don't think it's going to hinder him that much But uh, from the sound of it, you want to stay away from Denver. Apparently that was not a good spot either. But other than that, we'll see where Dalvin Cook and and, uh, DeAndre Hopkins ends up. Maybe they end up on the same team. I don't really see that. Uh, Let's get into this real quick. The betting policy and how it pertains to different people in the league. For players, we know. If you bet on football and you are a professional football player, you... Are gonna get suspended you should just know better for one and don't if you're gonna have your friend bet for you don't have the name be your actual name there's a former Falcon that's now a Jaguar that learned that the hard way but here's the thing where it comes up a little weird what if you are a team employee I don't you know it, it's a gray area we know what it is for the players what does it mean for a team employee let's say an equipment manager or um, maybe an office intern. Or maybe it's the guy who drives the golf cart at practice. Maybe somebody without any, you know, knowledge of who's hurt or who's injured or who's starting or who's not. You know, somebody with no knowledge whatsoever. Maybe it's the custodian at the office instead of, uh, you know, somebody who, who may not know that. I mean, what what I'm saying is we need to know what this policy is. We've seen a lot of different... Team employees get popped for this for various reasons, and just how would you know? How would you possibly know? So I, I, I would like some clarity on that. I, I don't know, uh, maybe Florio at PFT or something like that. Uh, maybe I'll reach out to him see if there's some sort of clarity. It just seems like that it, if it's going to be a blanket policy, it'll be a blanket policy. If it's going to be based off various people, then then you know we need to know what those degrees are. So uh, it's I mean. If you're just gonna say hey if you're participating in a professional sport you cannot bet on that professional sport then just say that but it seems like there's so much gray area involved in this that you just you just don't know you just you got to be more clear because clearly this many people can't be idiots they can't be morons or buffoons they You know, there must be some sort of gray area where they think it's okay to do it. So you you just need to, as, uh, you know, as the late Barney Fife would say, just nip it in the bud. You've just got to nip it in the bud. Nip, nip, nip. In the bud. Moving on. Let's stay in the NFL. Let's go with Jimmy G. Jimmy G signs with the Raiders. That's not news to you guys. You guys know that. Jimmy G, when he signed with the Raiders, I guess he past the physical with his I think it's his foot that he's hurt and uh, everything was good and then shortly thereafter after he signed his contract with some guarantees with the Raiders and Josh McDaniel then he has surgery on his injury to, so once again I think it's his foot uh, the Raiders were not fans of this apparently when they signed him they either thought the foot was good to go or was going to be good to go after some rehab or something like that. Or, at the very least, that he was not going to have surgery on this foot. Uh, well, joke's on you guys on that particular thing. So, now he may not be ready to start the season. Uh, they, I think they signed him with the intent of thinking that he was going to be the starter. A little sip of the uh, coffee that we are drinking. I'll tell you what kind of coffee it is but they do not sponsor the show. If you have a great coffee or tea brand or want to sponsor the show, all those ways that I told you you can participate with the show early in this show, hit us up. We are always looking for great sponsors, and if you hear me talk about a sponsor on here, it's because I not only approve of it, but more than likely use it. There have been a couple times when that was not the case, but for the most part, if you hear me talk about a product on here, it's because we use it. Back to uh, the Raiders, uh, they they signed Jimmy G, wanting him to be the starter. Uh, who else they have? They have Stidham. They have uh, they have a Chase Garbers, whatever that is. Brian Hoyer and Aiden O'Connell. Yikes! Yikes! No wonder they're upset. There's not another one on the roster. I do not believe. No, there is not. There is not another one on the roster. That. No wonder they're a little upset. Uh. I mean, if Garoppolo can't go, then I guess Brian Horrier might be your go to. Um. Unless you go with Chase Garbers or Aiden O'Connell. We don't know about Chase Garbers. Does he anybody. Alright. Producer Sunshine says she's got it here. She sends me this. He went to Cal. He is 24 years old. Um. And he is a rookie. Okay, great. Can we get some stats or something? Nope. Nothing. Oh, here we go. Did he play in Canada? Did he play in Canada? No, he did did not play in Canada. Weird graphic. Uh, But at Cal, he threw 14 touchdowns, 14 touchdowns, 6 touchdowns, and 16 touchdowns in his four years there. Seems like a good, strong kid. All right. Well... Sassy tells me she can do one better. We've got Aiden O'Connell. What do we know about Aiden O'Connell? Uh, he is also 24 years old. He went to Purdue. He was a fourth round draft pick, 135th uh, overall. Any kind of stats? Well, if he's a rookie, he didn't play in Canada. Let's get out of that. All right. Um, oh, he is a mo- slightly. Uh, no, he's not a mobile quarterback either. <laughs> he had rushing stats. It threw me off. Um. He threw for, okay, his last two years, 28 touchdowns, 3,700 yards, 22 touchdowns, 3,400 yards. at Purdue, hey, that's a, that's a hard, okay, kid can sling the ball a little bit. So yeah, this is why the Raiders are upset, because you've got two unproven rookies, one probably an undrafted uh, free agent rookie, the other one drafted in the fourth round, and then you've got... Brian Hoyer, who if he's under 35 would surprise me. He's 37. Yeah, I would know barely younger than me So yeah, the Raiders are in a world of hurt here because there's not really anybody available for them to go get anymore That uh, could help them out. So we'll see what happens with Garoppolo and uh, I I totally get it. I mean there's They could potentially back out of part of that deal if they have not already or take away some of the guarantees because Of uh, his status they signed him thinking his status was okay and then he went and had surgery and that's that's, uh, I mean good for him for getting it fixed but that's Jimmy you got to do better Um, how about the San Francisco quarterback room can we just get to that we have Trey Lance the seems to be unproven first-round pick uh, who either can't stay healthy or they just don't believe in him you've got Brock Purdy mr. irrelevant from um, what last year who basically if he would have been if he wouldn't have got hurt towards the very end of the year, probably would have led them to the Super Bowl. And then Sam I see Ghost Darnold, who needs a fresh start, and hey, Kyle Shanahan's the guy to give you that. That's a heck of a room right there. And so here's the thing. The way camp goes, I would be willing to bet if healthy, Brock Purdy is going to be your starter. Sam Darnold is the backup. If Purdy is not quite ready to go, I could see Sam named the starter, Brock Purdy named the backup. Uh, If Purdy is not ready to go whatsoever, they will keep Trey Lance around and he will either be the starter, he'll probably be the backup Sam Darnold. I'll be honest. And uh, if all three are healthy and ready to go, whoever's the odd man out, I think gets a trade out of town. Even though they should keep all three the way they go. Apparently they don't protect quarterbacks very well because they went through quite a bit of them. I think they had as many quarterbacks last year, like six, as the Golden Knights had goalies. Even though, I would argue, the Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup with six goalies. So, we'll see, but that is a heck of a room. That is just a crazy, crazy quarterback room. And it's kind of their their boomer bust position it's nice to have all of that talent but can it can all that talent succeed when it needs to and be healthy when it needs to and that's something they they didn't prove last year they didn't stay healthy so it did not work uh speaking of my cowboys i don't mind this because it's something i bring up all the time is mike mccarthy on the hot seat absolutely because you're paying Dak Prescott too much money to run him out of town. Trust me, I've tried. Dak, love Dak. Dak is one of the best human beings on the planet. I don't know, not a big fan of his quarterback play. And he's okay. He's, he's, he's above average. He's possibly he's probably a top 10 quarterback. I just, I don't know, I'm not a big fan. None personal, would love to have Dak on here. He could tell me I suck for all I care. I just, not, not a big fan. Wish he would play better when he, when he needs to. But other than that, is Mike McCarthy on the hot seat? I would say yes. I would say this team needs to at least make the NFC title game, if not a Super Bowl. And if they don't at least make that, then i, I got to think Mike McCarthy sent packing. Do they, you know, do they keep Dan Quinn on as the D.C. and, and move him up to head coach? That's the consensus because why else would Dan stick around? That's that's why Kellen Moore moved on because only one of them was going to be the incumbent and it was more than likely not going to be him. So he moved on to work with, with uh, Justin Herbert. Not a bad thing to do. So McCarthy probably on the hot seat. Let's see how this team does. I think that if they are slow out of the gate and get a couple... If they get a couple... And by a couple, I mean like three, four. If they get three games behind the uh, the Giants, who I, I don't know if it will be that good. If they get three games behind Philly even, I could see this team try to unload some contracts. Not a bunch, but a couple. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, and then lastly, uh, shout out to Matt Ryan, who got the gig with CBS doing analyst work. I think he may call a couple games, even if called upon to do so. He's really good at the, at, at analysis, so I, I think having Matt Ryan on your roster, CBS, is only going to make you better. I don't know if he's a studio. I didn't see exactly what they want him to do, but any kind of media thing he's going to do, he's he's always been good with the media, so he'll be good in the media. Uh, that wraps up our NFL coverage. Let's jump into let's jump into Rugby ATL. Rugby ATL they recently wrapped up their season. Uh, things didn't quite go the way as planned. They had problems at the hooker position, which is the number two. It's uh, you anchor the the front line of of. Uh, Scrums and such, and you also uh, are in charge of throw-ins and a lot of uh, very important decisions. And you're 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 definitely one of the leaders on the field. Uh, they they had problems at that position because of injury, not for any particular other reason. You know, they had Tiana Rasmus at one point. They had I think Sam Purdy was down there, or Seth Purdy. Sam Purdy, completely different friend of the show. They had Seth Purdy. They uh, they also had, uh, gosh, they had a bunch of different ones. At one time, they had uh, Sidney Tobias, or well, they they had him towards the end as well. They also had Alex Mon come over from the number one position as a prop, come over to, to play, and he actually was was uh, really good there. Uh, just just injuries at key positions. You know, at time losing Jason. Dom, again, uh, one of the big leaders of this team who also kind of moonlighted uh, last year or early this year with Team USA. Yeah, he's that good. Um, that's that's what it seemed like to me is that they were able to bring in a lot of talented people. They were they just, when it came down to it, just all the injuries and trying to get the continuity between all the... Uh, all the new guys and everything there was some just some really really people and uh, assistant coach Blake Bradford and uh, head coach Steve Brett and uh, all the coaches and organization uh, I appreciate you allowing me to be a part and uh, and help tell this story this year uh, already looking at some stuff next year this is our third full season with Rugby ATL this was their third full season as well as uh, their first season only about two or three games that was the uh, the pandemic shutdown at that point but uh, they're really fun team to watch a really fun team to get to know they always have great things going on at the stadium that uh, you go down be a part of the Terrapin deck that you can uh, the Terrapin Terrace they call it where you overlook one of the scoring zones Uh, there was this year you you got heaps pies heaps Atlanta pies uh, which are meat pies that are just ridiculous. Uh, I ate way too many of them this year. I'm going to continue to eat some in the next couple weeks weeks. So I'm going to go find them at the market. Uh, there were some other vendors, some great merch. They partnered with the Navy. I think the Air Force was down there. Just uh, overall, uh, what Amanda and everybody and, and Josh and everybody, what the organization did, spectacular year. I uh, wish the... the Standings would have looked a little different, but uh, you know, can't win them all, and I really like what they're building there. And you guys should come down to Silverback Park uh, starting next February. We will talk more about it as it gets closer to it, but starting next February to check everything out. Now, if you want to kind of get in the mode before then, KSU rugby that we will be doing some things with, I can't announce quite what yet. Uh, we'll be starting up later this fall, I believe. And the new head coach this year is Rugby ATL Captain Matt Heaton. So definitely come support KSU Rugby. That's what we're going to be doing some stuff with. I can't announce it yet because nothing's official. But But as soon as I know schedules and things like that, maybe we'll have Matt on the show to talk about some of that stuff so that you guys will know exactly when all that fun stuff is going to happen. But definitely come check that out. Um, You can go to rugbyatl.rugby for all the information for the team and uh, other fun stuff as well. Uh, This past Wednesday, I was uh, fortunate enough to play in the uh, charity golf tournament down at uh, City Club in Marietta. Just uh, overall great time. Um, I was paired with uh, T, Orangatera, Man, that dude can hit. That, man. I thought he was just super fast on a rugby field. That dude, Swing a Golf Club, uh, definitely better than me. Just was not saying much. I did not have a great Wednesday. Uh, had a good time. Uh, also shared the cart, actually, with Ryan Rees. Ryan Reese, rather. Apologies, Ryan. Uh, we had a really good time. He's from Texas. Uh, we got into uh, talking some Longhorns football and some uh, Cowboys and other things. And uh, by far, Ryan was one of our better players, too. Like I said, everybody but me was a really good player. I need to get a lot better. We'll work on that. Sorry, guys. And uh, kind of the captain of our team, uh, Duncan Vince Kolvik. Duncan is a heck of a player. He has a real smooth swing, and he was actually the long drive champion. Uh, Ryan is really good at it. He just had a miss hit on the long drive hole, but um, Duncan can really can really smoke the ball. He did a, a very good job with that. Uh, we were in contention early. We we were close, and then later on when we needed the shots, we just didn't have them. Just didn't have them, and in, in the, the scramble format like that, if you don't have the shots, you, uh, you usually uh, don't get to stay at the top of the leaderboard. But congratulations to you know, Steve Barber from Barber Orthopedics. His team won for the second time in a row. I will let you know whether I end up on the same team next year or not. I'm coming for you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a lot better between now and then, and uh, I hope to do a lot better. I would love to keep the same team. We had a lot of t- fun. But other than that. Once again, I appreciate Rugby ATL uh, allowing me to be such a part of their season. Look forward to the stuff we're going to get into next year. And um, I will let you know as some of the players are going to play around the globe for uh, the offseason of MLR. And also we'll talk a little bit about uh, the playoffs and things like that. Because the playoffs actually, the way they do it is the top three from each, the East and the West, Go into a bracket format. The number one seed gets a bye in each side. and two, plays three with two hosting the game. Uh, we actually had the games over uh, the weekend. And I will fill you in on those real quickly. As uh There was a... Uh, I wouldn't say an upset. Because they're, they're both pretty... Both uh, pretty... Or they're, they're both really good teams. Um, I do know that DC... Was able to beat the defending champions, the Rugby New York Ironworkers. You know, I was able to interview Dylan the Butcher Fawcett from them uh, a couple weeks ago. Hopefully, you guys saw that. Um, and I know the Seattle Sea Wolves beat the Houston SaberCats. Good for the SaberCats that they uh, they found a way into the playoffs. They had a really solid season. Um, so now that sets up the matchups where the Seattle Seawolves will now travel to Utah to face the Utah Warriors and the um, in D.C. will travel to where are they going uh, The Free Jacks, right? Where are the Free Jacks at number one? Yeah, they're going to begin on Saturday, July 1st at 5.30 Eastern Standard Time as the Eastern Conference Final clash between Old Glory D.C. and the New England Free Jacks will be on Fox Sports 1. That's FS1. And the Western Conference final between the Seattle Seawolves and the San Diego Legion in San Diego uh, will be at Snapdragon Stadium what a killer killer name for a stadium by the way but they will be at Snapdragon Stadium um, Sunday this Sunday July 2nd at 6 p.m. on Fox Sports 2 and then the final I think is on regular Fox the week after that Uh, predictions because I missed one of these. I said New York would beat D.C. and I missed that. D.C. came back from behind and edged them out. Uh, just spectacular the way that worked out. And uh, I, I'm pretty sure Seattle is a really, really strong team. They have a really solid attack and they really spread you out. So I kind of saw that coming. Um, Utah is really good. They've been really good all year. I'm not saying that because they're number one seed. Um, I think Seattle is going to be able to top I think their attack is just gonna do way more than Utah's defense can contain, and man, I saw d c and the free jacks do do some good damage against atlanta ah uh, that was tough give me give me the free jacks to keep the number one seed and go against or and beat old glory d c it's going to be a really close battle. It's probably going to be uh, a come from behind, last score wins. They're going to go back and forth, trade scores for a while. I think that's how it's going to go. It's going to set up a final. The final is in Chicago, by the way, uh, which is going to be fantastic. It's going to really help the Chicago Hounds that just started up this year. Uh, my uh, Rugby Miami is going to be the new team next year. Look forward to facing them as well. But uh, other than that, great MLR year. Like I said, we will – I'll kind of – Go over those next week, go over those games, and um, once again, shout out to Rugby ATL for an amazing season. Um, Let's get into a little Atlanta United. You guys want to hear about my take on United, so here it comes. My take on Atlanta United. They have not been very consistent this year. Some of it is injuries. some of it is call-ups, some of it is just inconsistent play. Uh, For the most part, we've seen similar people in similar roles. I do expect during the summer transfer window, which is what is coming up very, very soon. We've already seen, um, we know a couple guys are going elsewhere. Um, Let's see. It was nice to see Nicholas Firmino do really well as a homegrown the other day and and get a a great goal that kind of kept that game in check to... Uh, get the draw. They've had quite a few draws lately. Where is it? I know there's Arujo. A I think. Arujo's going somewhere. Um, we could lose a couple other people in the summer transfer window. I'll be honest, until you know the guys at soccer down here, Jason, John, or Jarrett, or uh, Doug Robertson, AJC, um, or Boca Negra. If Boca Negra says any stuff with the team, or any of those guys say anything, unless a big-time source tells you somebody's moving then it's just rumor. And uh, those are all people that I follow and that I am actually friends with, have been on this show before. We're going to get them on here soon, uh, a couple of those guys to, to talk about everything. But uh, other than that, you know, enjoy that Tyler Wolf is evolving into uh, a pretty good score. It, it could definitely help because when Yakamakis is not in, they just don't score goals. So you need somebody to step up and if it's Wolf that's even better because the people that you're paying a bunch of money to, you can let them go other places or maybe you can help them go other places. Because if you're homegrown scoring, then you don't need you don't need to pay outside players to do what your your homegrown guys are doing. You know? It's uh it's like if you got a uh you know, if you're a kid, if you got a child and they enjoy cutting grass, then you can let them cut your grass You don't have to pay a guy to come in and cut your grass. You have somebody, or if you like to cut your own grass, same thing, you know, if you like to cook and you enjoy cooking, well, you can cook your meals. You don't have to order from delivery places, you know, if you're already doing it at home, why you got to go outside, outside your house to do them. Yeah, Rugeau, that's it. Yeah, Rugeau going to uh, Flamingo for 10 million. He just didn't fit. It's it's not his fault. He's a good player. It's they've they've had players like that over the years. Uh, was it Luis? Luis? Forgot his name. We, we we pulled him in to try to be the next the next big star here, and it just it didn't work. Um, yet yeah, heard a couple of weeks ago that Joseph Martinez scored two goals, his first two goals of the year against you. But he's about to get covered up. He might even get traded because there's only so many DP slots in Miami sign Messi, we know that, that is going to help the league, but they're wanting to bring in all these former Barca players, Barcelona players you can only bring in so many because of MLS rules and besides only having so many besides having so many you can only have so many Um, they they already have a lot of those spots taken so we're going to have to see what they play because after the latest kind of uh, now granted, did Red Bulls win 4-0? Yes over our United However, let's keep this in mind. Uh, In the month of June, how about one win, two draws, and that's shellacking. That's not bad. Uh, You know, I'll take that. I'll I'll definitely take that. The month of July, they're going to have a couple more games than that. We'll get into the, uh, what is their next game, actually? Isn't it this Saturday? Yeah, this, no, this Sunday at 4 p.m., Against a Philadelphia Union team. Let's see, that's in Atlanta, I believe. It very much is. Four PM on Sunday. That is a team that has three wins, a loss, and a draw in their last five. Atlanta has one win, three draws, and a loss. Philadelphia's gonna be tough. They're they're gonna try to shut down everything Atlanta does right. So, uh especially being at home. I think uh, you can either defend their early onslaught and wear them down and beat them late or try to get on try to get on the ball and try to get at the back of the net early and make them be on the defensive the whole time and trying to catch up and take shots and your counter-attack is how you should actually be playing. Your counter-attack, I think, is, is the best for this team. Just my opinion. But they're in like sixth. Did, did I get that right? Sassy's telling me sixth. We're going to go... We're going to go with what Sassy said. One, two, three, four, five. They are in sixth. Good call, Sassy. They have 29 points. They are two points behind Columbus in fifth. Uh, Philadelphia is five points ahead of them in fourth. Another point ahead of them is Nashville in third. Another point ahead of them is New England in second. And Cincinnati has, has... 14 more points than United, which is crazy. And it's kind of a jumbled mess behind them because you got Atlanta with in sixth place with twenty-nine. Orlando a point behind them with twenty-eight. Eighth place Montreal has twenty-six, along with ninth place DC. Uh, twenty-four for tenth place Charlotte. Both the New York Red Bulls and Chicago Fire have twenty-three and are eleventh and twelfth. 21 points for uh, New York City FC, and only 10 points behind Atlanta. In 14th is Toronto, Miami. Um, they're down there with 15th. They're, they We've almost doubled their score. But we're still in this. Still a lot of games to go. Let's see. What did I say? There's six in July. There's three in August. That's nine. Four more. For 13. Total by September, and a total of 16 more games because there's three more in October. 16 more games. That is the potential for a ton of points. We're still in this. I think the top, or the top six, seven, eight, or whatever make the playoffs. So uh, I like where we're at, and I think the summer transfer window, Garth Lagerway, is going to be very busy and on the phone, and we're going to see. I bet we see at least three or four new additions to the team and at least three or four that are no longer with the team and I wish them on their future endeavors and I hope it is not the players that I like because that's usually what happens But let's move on let's move on let's talk some Atlanta Braves because you guys want to hear the Braves what have the Atlanta Braves done this year oh they're probably just the best team in baseball not saying that because we cover them on this team or on this show. I'm telling you that. Because, literally, their roster is just... It's Murderer's Row. It's what happens when you put in the cheat code on MLB The Show. And you just load up your team with all the great players. I mean, on any given night, they put a lineup together that is... I mean, maybe the Dodgers. Maybe as if they're healthy. Um, I wouldn't even put Tampa up there. Tampa's a good team, but I... I wouldn't put them there at all. I would say, well, like tonight, the lineup tonight. Sorry for the side of stuff. It's crazy stuff going on today. Uh, lineup tonight, Ron Acuna Jr., a.k.a. League MVP. Ozzie Albies behind that Mr. Clutch. You need a hit, Albies usually want to get it. And if Albies doesn't get it, third baseman Austin Riley does. Then you get Matt Olson, who is just tearing the cover off the ball. Uh, Darno was starting tonight. Most of the time you get Sean Murphy. By the way, Olsen and Murphy you got from Oakland. Uh, So go ahead and thank your your local Oakland A's representative because their, shocker, probably going to be in Las Vegas sooner rather than later. And that is not any inside information. That is strictly my opinion. It's just there's a lot of dominoes that could fall, and a lot of them are falling that direction. But, uh, you know, Darno's your backup. Uh, Murphy is your, your normal starter. He crushes the ball. Marcelo Zuna, whether you like him as a person, I particularly don't or not. He still continues to swing a hot bat, so he is in the league and does pretty well. Eddie Rosario is one of the best unknown outfielders, not so unknown anymore. But uh, I was surprised earlier this week that he was still available in my uh, the fantasy league I'm in. He is no longer available. He is part of my team. As bad as they are. Uh, what Arcia has been able to do at short has been fantastic. He is holding it down. They're not asking a lot of him. And he more than succeeds. Michael Harris the second in center. Uh, his bat will wake up. But he's playing a solid solid center field. I wouldn't mess with it. And actually tonight Strider was starting in Strider. Uh, is like this generation's Doc Gooden. He continues to set Doc Gooden-like levels of strikeouts and wins and just the types of numbers he's putting up. And uh, as somebody who, as a kid, grew up watching Doc Gooden do some very, very amazing things, uh, it's really fun to see Spencer Strider in your backyard do the same. But uh, this team is currently, do they have the best record? They do not, actually. Tampa Bay is four better than them, uh, but fifty and twenty-seven for Atlanta. Is there any other? No, nobody else close. Um, in fact, they have a six-six win lead, a six-game lead over the Miami Marlins, a ten over Philly, the New York Mets, fifteen back, and Washington twenty back. Um, that's that seems to be the general. Everybody outside of the Central NL Central, which is crazy, and the West is getting kind of close again. But it's Atlanta team. I know, I know. Uh, my good friend Bryce Coon in uh, his latest podcast. Check out his stuff. He does some uh, some Georgia Tech coverage. He'll do some Georgia coverage. Talks a little Auburn from time to time. He is the official. Twenty-four-seven sports LSU reporter. Now, congratulations to you on that, Bryce. But uh, over at the crowded booth, um, uh, Bryce Coon and uh, Ralph Leary, his producer slash co-host, um, they their recent podcast. Do the Braves have the best lineup in baseball? Uh, Listen to all twenty-four minutes of his podcast. But I will tell you, yeah, I, I I agree. I think they do. I I would argue that. I would argue that against. Um, about anybody but a uh, spectacular job by the Braves got a chance to go with uh, my wife one of her sisters and three of my nephews and a niece all to the Mets Braves game a couple of weeks ago the one that didn't start till like nine o'clock but we're troopers and we're super adults and the kids didn't have school the next day so we stayed the whole game and all got hardly no sleep and went to work the next day because that's what we do But I had a spectacular time. Hopefully you guys have got a chance to go out to the game. If not, hit us up. I do know people who have tickets and who regularly want to get rid of said tickets. So if you want to go see Braves games, let me know. Let's see what we can do to make you some good deals. Uh, Lastly, before we get out of here, I want to talk a little racing. Let's talk a little F1 real quick. Uh, Max Verstappen is still uh, unverstoppable him and it's still the max and red bull show although Aston Martin McLaren are having pretty good years they they're starting to catch up a little bit there there are some there are some people that are starting to catch up with the technology and starting to catch up with the overall ability of uh of team red bull and it's it's actually been kind of nice they are actually in oh this is the red bull race huh this Sunday at 9 a.m. on ESPN and ESPN plus it is the Rolex Austrian Grand Prix uh, where the Red Bull ring is which is what they will in Spielberg is where they will be racing of course for stopping holds the uh, big advantage Got Checo Perez right behind him who is his teammate Fernando Alonso is in third. I think he is the Aston Martin guy. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Ferrari is having a Ferrari-like year where, uh, when things go right, they are right there in the mix, and when things go wrong, which is about two-thirds of the time, they have engine blow-ups, they, uh, bump into people, they just, they can't get out of their own way sometimes. And it's good to see Lewis Hamilton and Carlos Sainz and George Russell still doing some really good stuff. Uh... And in fact all but two drivers this year and that is logan sergeant and don't have the other one in front of me but all but i said all but one team all but those two have points this year you gotta finish in the top 10 to get points uh and logan sergeant is brand new and he's an american in this so um it's been a fun year like i said Verstappen is running away with a lot of it but the race for second and third And fourth is really really close you got the top four that are just uh, hammering it down and then like I said Carlos Sainz and and George Russell and Charles Leclerc are all right on their heels it's gonna be a fun race this year to see who ends up in the top 10. Uh, F1 if you haven't seen F1 it does look like a giant go-kart track but it looks so much fun because they're racing through the streets of like your favorite cities around the world looks like a lot of fun now let's finish up with NASCAR uh, might throw a golf note in there. We'll see. NASCAR. They are. They were in Nashville over the weekend. I'm not going to say a word about Nashville because I haven't seen the race. I'll talk about it on next or on the next show later this week. Um, because if I haven't seen it, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you about it. So, uh, other than that, um, although I heard some really fun things happen, let's talk about Sonoma a little bit. Where Martin Truex Jr. was able to secure the win. Kyle Busch right behind him. Then Logano, Chris Busher And uh, Chase Elliott, uh, you know, when Chase Elliott's not suspended, he's a pretty good racer. When he's not trying to slam Denny Hamlin into the wall, you know, kind of is what it is. It's okay, Chase. I actually still don't hold anything against you. You have a very nice hometown. I was able to check it out last fall. Probably get to see it again this fall. Um, Sonoma was fun, though. uh, They were at the Infinian Raceway. It's got this crazy little configuration, and uh, it was definitely a road course, and those are fun to me. I like the other tracks for different reasons, but those, those uh, they're, they're almost like F1 tracks when they do the road courses. And then uh, we'll go back to, to the one right before that where they were at the Worldwide Technology Raceway in uh, Madison, Illinois. Kyle Busch ends up with your win in that one. He led 121 laps. Denny Hamlin right behind that former teammate, Denny Hamlin. Uh, Logano, Larson, Truex Jr. in that one. We go to the standings. Truex Jr. is ahead. Tied for, well, these are updated standings, so they might have a lot to do with uh, Nashville. Updated standing, William Byron, who is uh, spectacular, and Denny told us earlier this year that that's a guy to watch out for. And Ross Chastain are tied for Second. Uh, Christopher Bell is in fourth, Kyle Busch in fifth, Kevin Harvick in his swan song in sixth. By the way, can we just say, Harvick is not going to be in the four next year. He's going to be in the booth doing a lot of NASCAR uh, race calling and announcing, and I can't wait for that. But they got Josh Berry, who has been the greatest relief driver of the year, out of the Hendrick pool, even though he's a Dale Earnhardt Jr. driver. Dale owns or controls his rights or whatever. And Dale shopped him around and got him a dang good ride. Stuart Haas Racing said, Hey, we're going to have a top ride available. Do you want the four car? Josh Berry says, Yes, please. So good for Josh Berry on that. Uh, where were we? Uh, Harvick in sixth. Denny Hamlin in seventh. Ryan Blaney in eighth. Kyle Larson in ninth. Logano in tenth. And uh, yeah, a lot of your usual suspects. Some new people up there. Kind of crazy to see Larson that low. Uh, it's good to see uh, Christopher Bell and Blaney that high. It's good to still see you know Hamlin, Harvick, Kyle Busch up there. Um, it's a fun season so far. Um, not to be outdone, I said Nashville. We'll talk about this week and this week is going to be fun. This Sunday, five thirty. I don't know the channel yet. My guess is possibly big Fox could be one of the other ones we'll get We'll get somebody right on those, uh, but they will be at Chicago. This will be on the streets of Chicago, which is just spectacular and uh, Alex Bowman is your previous winner. This will be in Joliet, Illinois. I have been to Joliet, Illinois looks like this is this on Fox? NBC that is on NBC at 530 on Sunday Uh, Like I said, it's a street course for the first time ever on uh, uh, In Chicago, they're gonna go out by the lake. They're gonna they're gonna actually take a track that I have taken in a car Uh, I've not actually driven the streets of Chicago, but uh, I've been in a taxi and rode in someone else's car and uh, It was a lot of fun and uh, when I did ride in somebody else's car it did feel a lot like nascar but i love her anyway and we survived so we should be good but uh like i said next week we will talk about chicago and uh, a little bit more or later this week and um, i will recap the nashville race that i'll probably be watching as soon as we are done here but um do we want to talk about it all right so let me just say this real quick because you guys have probably heard a bunch by now about it, and you probably heard everybody from Colin to to Middlecoff to Dan and all the guys talk about the PGA and the Live Tour have merged, and, and and there's more to it than that. There's more other leagues involved, and that's fine. But what it is, the PGA could have continued to do what they were doing, making the prize pools bigger, actually sharing more of the money with the players, um, which they were starting to do. But at this point. You just combine them, and you basically have like an American International League. That's basically what they did. You have the PGA Tour, and the people on the PGA Tour, hey, qualify. You get in that way. However, you want to do it. The Live Tour, you you uh, you get in it how you want to get in it there. There's different ways of qualifying and all that, and a handful of times you combine them both into the four majors. And I think you should do, I think you should do like eight or ten events. You have the four majors, and then you have like six other tournaments. Maybe it's the Tiger's Buick Classic or something like that. You know, something like that, or you know, one of uh, Arnie or or Jack's big tournaments. You know, Pebble Beach, one of those kind of things where it's you get the biggest, best players in the world, and you stack as many of them as you can on there, and uh, you just have these super events where you combine them all, and it has the big paydays, the big payouts, and uh, you know. Hundreds of thousands of fans all along the way. I think that's what you do. So I actually applaud the PGA. It, it wasn't like, oh, they were so far behind, they needed to do it just to stay relevant. No, they could have kept doing what they were doing and probably been okay. I like that they said, you know what? Let's combine our efforts. Let's not devalue our fans. Let's give them the biggest, best tournaments that we can. And in order to do that, we're going to combine our efforts. I like it. I like it, PGA. I like it, Live Tour. Um, and I look forward to seeing uh, more from both. I don't know about you guys, but I actually catch some of the CW Network coverage of the Live Tour. It's it's pretty good coverage. I like it. But Other than that, that is everything that I got. We packed it all into right at an hour. A lot better than we usually do, right? I'm getting just blank stares from the other side of the room. But other than that, uh, thanks for tuning in to the... The uh, Revitalized That Sports Show. I am Jeremy, the Impact York, your humble host for Producer Sassy, for Producer Sunshine. Everybody here at Impact Media, we say we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Deuces, gooses.